When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am here, I am Sal, and with me is your other co-host, Lizzie. Yeah. Uh, so, also on this episode is Jonah, and this is the part where normally we would introduce her, but what happened was the... Uh, unbeknownst. Yes. <laughs> the clean feed room reset, and I didn't, I lost a whole first half, so I'm sorry Jonah. She had some wonderful thoughts, but me and Lizzie are just going to kind of recap everything. Then it's going to cut into the rest of the episode that I do have, which is a good 35 minutes of great talk of intentions. These two episodes, uh, which are Time to Fly and The Fallen Jedi, episodes three and four of Ahsoka. And uh, yeah, technology. Technology, which is so funny because when you, you were like, okay, that's a podcast, we're done. I wanted to make a joke and be like, oh. Haha, <laughs> did you save it? Did you get it all? I got half of it. Alright. Well, that's uh <laughs> up. It. Yeah. Uh <laughs> we didn't lose a whole podcast. We are still flying half a podcast. Uh but it was the last There's half. an Overwatch line and she says, All systems ready uh what is it? Isn't it a Star Wars line? How would I know? Uh, it's an Overwatch. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember anymore. Anyway. Okay. So just real quick, we'll just like run through kind of like what we remember that we made some really good points. Uh, it was mostly about the relationship. We talked about the relationship. So Ezra and Sabine and how our family, of course, is like mostly about mm-hmm. them, you know, being brother and sister. Um, but Jonah made some good points about, you know, like um, them possibly being a couple and like just how much uh, Sabine like misses Ezra mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, she's doing anything at this point it mm-hmm. takes to mm-hmm. get to him. Uh, but I thought, like, it would be interesting to, uh, knowing the fact that they all died, like, her whole, well, not all of them, her family in Mandalore died. And so, like, because of that, I I think personally, um, if she can bring back any kind of family possible, like she's mm-hmm. gonna try to do that, like, cause, yeah. and that's when I was thinking at the time too. I was like, well, she has Hera, she has little uh, Jason, and she mm-hmm. has Zeb technically. Which yeah. why didn't they call up Zeb? I don't know. Cause like you want to get the whole family in. Yeah, there. you would think so. Right? This is like maybe he. But costs it seems too like much. he's still part of the military too, cause he's over there. Yeah. At the, but then they called the guy who was drinking at the bar with. Yeah. Carson so Davis showing like, up. What? Hey. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I like if your whole family dies, yeah, like you want and you like now you're given the opportunity to bring one of them back, like she's gonna take that. In this house, we were very happy that they kind of doubled down as soon as Ezra's like, You're like a sister to me. We were like, Thank you. (laughs) (sighs) And but then they said something else, make Leia and Luke kiss though. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. That's not the first time. This, <laughs> if something happens, it wouldn't be the first time Star Wars has they shipped siblings. They made it siblings. a little weird too um, with Dooku when he was little and like kind of almost liking his sister, but yeah. then they they were like, "Wait a second, this isn't a light but crush." It was very, like it was very interest. it was very like kid and like harmless, and then also he found out like he and then he was like, "Oh." That's what that feeling was. Yeah. This is my family. Like that. Yeah. He, so it was he, like he, he was like maybe it. it's a crush. But yeah. And then he was like, no, that's my sister. Now, that's now I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So like so they, I'm hoping yeah. they're strictly like yes. Yeah. You sister, and I are very brother. much on the like yes. This is a family because it also makes it very weird in our family unit, the way that we look at these characters as a family. Um, Jonah's like ready for romance. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, but. Yeah. Uh, you know what romance I'm looking forward to. No, tell me. Shin and Sabine. Holding hands mm-hmm. out there. They all, were literally holding hands. All cuffed up. They were like, you know, saber to saber. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in my head, I was like, what if like mm-hmm. Sabine sneak attacks? Mwah. Like, <laughs> during that. <laughs> star, star cross, blade cross lovers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not as toxic as like people when it, like Kylo and Hux. Like it could turn into something. I mean, maybe. Dude, you don't know their love language. What if Hux's love language is getting yelled at and belittled? <laughs> Sabine's love language is what's called words of affirmation. I wonder what Shin's is. I don't know what that is. Like, like good job. Like, hey, oh. you did good. I'm proud of you. She likes to be graded like Lisa Simpson? Yes. Okay. I mean, I do, so I assume Sabine does too. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about that. We went into some of the, what was the other things in the beginning? We were talking about the spacesuit and going out in space, like, because it was the episode and of how, Time like, the... Oh, we were talking about what a jerk Kazuda's dad is. Yeah. Senator Ziono, I got my eye on you, punk. Ed. Jerk all the time. Yeah. Jerk to his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, dishonor on you. Dishonor yeah. a cow. <laughs> dishonor. No, not, no dishonor on your son, though. He's all yeah, right. No. He's one of my favorites. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you stay the comfy there on Hosnian and Prime. Watch what happens in, like, 20 years i think it would have been funny if they used um kazuda's like uh christopher sean as his dad i think that would have been funny it would like make he sense. just looked exactly like, like, like you're, like you're talking just, about like Django boba yeah just like kind of <laughs> like you know he was like hey i'm here to play my mm-hmm. like my character's dad I'm like sure <laughs> why not <laughs> i'll allow it <laughs> he's gonna die anyway uh little baby jason we talked about little baby jason yeah. how much he looked like how much he looks like little baby Axel mm-hmm. when Axel first little did Ezra. Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we hope that there, we all agreed that we hope that there's a scene where uh, Hera tucks his little hair behind his ear and it's green and pointy mm-hmm. at the end. So um, he definitely looks a lot different than he did. Like, I mean, I, again, it's like cartoon to like realistic, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. He, and maybe like also he grew, like he looked a little pudgy. Yeah. Maybe? He was very like a little pumpkin head kind of. Creature. Maybe again. Maybe it was like, did he have green eyes or did he have brown? I don't remember if he had green eyes. I think he had blue eyes. I thought. Kids can't have contacts, huh? Probably, and neither can Sagarera's. Yeah. Uh, the Hera, too, but anyway, Hera's got contacts for yeah, days. She son. got hot contacts, but they don't contacts look days, good. Son. What up? You got contacts. We got contacts in this show. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. So and then. Sabine's kind of let's see. Now we went through the Zuda um, stuff. Let me bring Kazuda, up the notes real quick. You know, just overall, um, I'm glad that I didn't make you guys answer that question in the beginning 
and I made you guys answer the question of what would you name the title at the end. Mm. So that was good. We'll get to that. That part I got. Yes. Um, <laughs> what else do we talk about? Uh, a lot of good things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but our main points were like, it was, oh, the, like Sabine's training. I talked about how I really, really like her combat and how she fights because I really like, I look at choreography differently mm-hmm. and I like that her fighting, like I really wanted her fighting to represent her character and I'm seeing a lot of like flashes because like, she's an artist. She moves differently. Like she shouldn't fight like Bo-Katan. I was talking about how Bo-Katan has like a very military style and is very like functional and effective and the Jedi are very flowy. It's about energy. It's about flair. It's about, you know, different things. So I wanted Sabine to have some, you know, like Din and Boba Fett move completely differently. And so does Bo-Katan. Like, and Sabine (laughs) is, Sabine is trained by Kanan, but also she's trained as a warrior as Mandalorian, but then she's also trained and she was a bounty hunter for a while. She trained with Kanan. Like she's done so many different things and she interprets things through her own eye. And I really like the, the way that they're doing the fighting the way that she rolls with her blasters, the way, like, she she doesn't look like Din or Bo or Boba, and I, that makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purgle, I think, Purgle. I think we got most of that. We did talk about Purgle. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about the droid fight. Droid fight? Hu Yang was oh, fighting yeah. the, like, other, like, little HKs. Uh, Hu Yang? I, I, didn't, I don't know if I've said this pink, before, but pink. his, like, back voice, like, his background voice yeah. scares me. It's great. I like it. It's cool. I can't tell if it's because he's old or like it just that's how his voice is mm-hmm. for that type of droid, but it's scary. We should punch up those episodes of Clone Wars and see if it was always there and you just never noticed it. Hmm, maybe. Very curious. Okay. Um, but yeah, he did. He I think did that fight. was our main, like, really good points, right? Yeah. Remember anything else? I believe so. The ship was cool. We like Kaz. Covered Jason. Kaz. Oh, there he is. Kaz, the radar technician. Mm hmm. Um, uh,. Anything else? I really like the music. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to plug you into the rest of the podcast, which uh, is going to have Ola Jonah along with us. So, you know, enjoy the rest of the show. Sorry, I lost you some minutes. And, you know, catch up. It's 11 o'clock for me, people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like running out of vocabulary. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, essentially, I do love the fact that they're opposites of each other, but still pull on those same, have same yeah, similar yeah. things here and there. Uh, it's it, There's so much. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's really cool. The just the like matchups and the energy and like now they have this big showdown in the forest. Everybody gets to do their fighting style. Uh, goodbye, Maroc. We hardly knew you. Why did why did he poof? I think it's night sister magic. What do you think? Yeah, oh, it's night sister magic, in my oh. opinion. Yeah. So either I thought he was just a person that poofs. I mean, that could be. A <laughs> you know, and I thought that, that too. Poofs. It could be a. I I I told my friend the same thing. It, it could Ooh, either be night sister magic or a species that does that when mm-hmm. they die. What about like he's a mushroom <laughs> and like you know how some mushrooms like you stomp on them right, and they the spore. Poof. Yeah. Yeah. What if like little baby hymns are oh, all like over the place? Oh, like teeny tiny maracs, <laughs> and they all have teeny tiny double bladed lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kubi. Yeah. Kubi. <laughs> no, but that night sister magic thing. That that would be sense. my guess. So yeah, that especially because it doesn't seem like he has a connection connection with like Balin. Um, right, right. Like so it seems like yeah, he seems like either somebody who has Inquisitor army uh, armor, and then they like 
made him a thing, or he's an inquisitor who died and they just resurrected him, like Morgan. Yes, yeah, so that could I mean? possibly be it. Is yeah, why he's really especially bad? since um, Night Sisters, you know, the way that they buried their dead, and mm-hmm. uh, I remember that being a, a big aspect of their culture. So it could possibly be that that Inquisitor had died at some point and maybe they resurrected him using Night Sister magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then he poofs. Sabine in the armor <laughs> fighting. Man, I like her pistol, the way her pistol loads. Like in the beginning, she's oh, checking yes. all her weapons and it's like, chuk, chuk. I was like, oh, that's rad. And one of them look exactly like Ursa's Westar. Oh, I, I want to see what hers look like now. Because I think they yeah, all like use the same model, but like Sabine's always had true, a custom paint use. job. Yeah, it's true. And but mm-hmm. but uh, Ursa's are yellow because she had that yellow armor. Right, right. And one of her one of Sabine's is yellow. Yeah, Sabine always had one yellow and one blue. You know what? I don't remember that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I remember. I painted them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so that makes uh-huh. sense then. So, but. You know, in in, yeah. the, in my heart of hearts, you know, it's an it's an ode to uh yeah. to uh, that's her that's Ursa. her family colors, right? True. Uh, 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 uh. So sad. Yeah. So she faces off with Shin again, and then like she Shin tries. Shin ramen. She what? Shin ramen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that is a thing we eat. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they like go, you know, like there's a, like they have a cool fight. She kind of does a force push, but then she doesn't do it. Yeah, and take... it, it... Go ahead, okay. Okay, no, I don't think she has it. Yeah. But, like, I thought it was funny that, like, they she pushes her hand and you can hear the force. Almost like a like, little sound effect. Like, you can hear the force push, mm-hmm. but it's, like, not, like, fully there. Right. So, in my head... And she, like, Shin, like, winces. Yeah. And at first I thought, I was like, wait, did she, like, maybe, like... Tuck, like, like slapper? But, yeah, like, <laughs> push her hair a little bit. I don't know. Um, uh-huh. You know, and then... yeah, I think it's I think it's sort of like my brother does this to me. He pretends to throw something at me and then I react to it when he really didn't throw anything at me at all. Yeah. So I think that's <laughs> no, yeah. what it was. I think Sabine Sabine was trying to use the force in that instance, but nothing came out of it. But, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. Shin reacted to it nevertheless. So, uh, yeah, I just I really like that. And the fact that she did use the equivalent of the force, which was the. The darts mm-hmm. or whatever it was, darts. because yeah. that's what Mandalorians had created exactly. to fight Jedi, because they didn't have that capability. I was hoping now that she would have her armor, she she would be doing more stuff. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was waiting like, for she her only to use had the, like, the little dart, and, like, and I like that. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, take that. But then I was like, wait, but you have like so much more. Yeah. Why aren't she using that? Like, yeah, I wish. Uh, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I wonder what happened to her jetpack. Well, maybe they're saving it. Maybe they're saving it for and like the last three more episodes, maybe. four more episodes. And like the push one. Uh huh. Maybe she used yeah the like, like sonic. Like, like she could use that. Like what happened? Yeah, and those are on those gauntlets. Yeah. Yeah. Fen Rao, y'all. Fen Rao gave those gauntlets to. <laughs> oh, I hope he didn't die. Mm-hmm. But knowing knowing Star Wars, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Mega Man, don't go. <laughs> Mega Man. <laughs> That's my that's my Mega Mando. Let's see. So then, you know, Ahsoka faces off with Balin, and they have their like philosophical conversation, and then she gets sent off the edge. Uh, the The fighting is good, and I'm not sure how it was gonna go with Balin because I'm like, I don't know, like, 
you know, like in the back of my head, I always have like Corey. Well, I don't know if this person knows how to move a blade. I don't know how to, but the fighting was like very well done. He fights very like, there's like a Vader stillness to his moves. Yeah. So I was I like, interesting. Yeah. You know? yeah just, and my brother mentioned it, it came, it came off more like him using like a long sword. Like yeah. he was using one of those huge swords from way back when but yeah, yeah, yeah i just i loved how heavy it looked like whenever he took a swing it looked like it weighed 20 25 pounds yeah and it was like knocking ahsoka back too like so that was really interesting to see uh yeah the choreography was really good and i thought it was really interesting and they told a story and then she thinks you know shin shows up and she thinks that Sabine's shin killed sabine dead, and then sabine shows up and then ahsoka gets wrecked and sabine thinks ahsoka's dead and that's when we get that whole choice thing she like Ahsoka goes to grab like the ball. Oh yeah. And I thought it, and it like it's burning because there's yeah. a fire, it's mm-hmm. a flame. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. It reminded me of like being at work in the kitchen because like you have like it, I do eggs now. I haven't done a breakfast shift before, mm-hmm. so I make so many different kinds of eggs. And um, I hate egg whites. They suck because even if you butter the pan, they stick. They always stick yeah. to the pan. And everyone wants an egg white omelet. And I'm like, you're getting scrambled. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway. Um, no, but like, so the pans are super, super hot. But they have like a little rubber thing on the edge of the handle. for So it's easier to grab. Like, it's cooler. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's just like a piece of plastic that now is heated up and if i'm like yeah. rushing an order like i always have a towel on me mm-hmm. but sometimes i'll just grab it and i'm like oh, okay just put it in the plate put it in the plate put it in the plate. okay <laughs> drop it i thought it was more that's like how I, that's the, how uh, it felt that's great <laughs> life in the kitchen uh i like the uh it reminded me a little bit of like indiana jones when the bad guy grabs the yeah. metal you know and yeah. they like mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it, that's oh, what reminded me yeah. too. I, I wonder if they're going to extract the map from her hand. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I she had like a that. glove on. And yeah, stuff. and she so even like, has a glove. Oh, that's help right. Her. But yeah. Uh, Maybe it's on her fingertips. Yeah, right. A little <laughs> bit. So then, boom, she goes flying off the edge, and that reminded me of Twilight of the Apprentice because Vader knocks her off too. <laughs> oh yes. You know. She likes falling. Yeah, then, yeah uh, I found it fascinating that Ahsoka lot kind of lost her control when she saw Shin and reacted the way that she did because mm-hmm. I, I was even during the rougher parts of the Clone Wars like I don't remember Ahsoka losing control in that manner it, it wasn't losing control per se per se but it was like giving in to her anger in that moment I mean in, and I don't the... Remember the episode where they catch like Newt Gunray and then she's like, I'll gut you like a fish. And then Luminara's like, calm oh. down, child. Well, then she's like, I'm actually. But that was like a cute sort of anger. Yeah. This yeah. was like a, like a upset, upset. That, yeah, that's the one time that I saw her like, excuse you, kid. Uh, but yeah, I don't think she was put in a lot of those situations. Like, other than like, I'm trying to think of something other than like, because like the like the whole end or whatever when she's kicked out everybody's against her, so it's not like she's defending anybody but her own self, you know. And then the clones, she's not she doesn't want to you know what I mean like she's very anti killing them, you know. But she's yeah, she's, you, she's yeah. upset, but she's still trying to protect. Like there, I can't think of a time where she's like 
fighting against somebody to protect other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're like where she would lose it. Mm-hmm. Like this would be like an Obi Wan or Anakin situation. Yeah, and I, I don't remember that happening at all. I also wonder if it's like, um, well, also like Balin is like kind of teasing is not the correct word. Like kind of like you know like poking at her like taunting. well yeah yeah taunting yeah. her a little bit and she's like well I'm not here to discuss my past right and stuff right. like that and then like the whole thing with Sabine because they were just kind of getting along especially with like Hu Yang being like you guys were always better together right you know and I think her having technically or like you know Sabine coming back and Ahsoka getting like a second chance almost mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and now Sabine's gone and Sabine's dead and she maybe like feels like she failed Sabine and that's why she just like yeah kind of no I definitely let it out get that yeah mm. but I understand the like reaction it's very human and I know Jedi yeah. are supposed to be disciplined and all that but like she's not really a Jedi but she's also really not not a Jedi mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, you know the uh, but what I think about more is like the uh so like then she's kind of out she goes off the edge Sabine thinks she's dead and that's when Sabine's like okay Let's go. I'll go with you willingly, you know, because the guy's taunting her. And like, well, we can go find your friend. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's just more, like, understanding. Yeah. But I then, like, know. also, like, why? You have the map. Like, like why? Like, in reality, like, why did he take her? Like, what? I just, I, I, and that's another aspect about Balin that I really like. The fact that he's honorable, even in, his, in this yeah. twisted, warped uh mentality mm-hmm. that he has like he still has some honor and yeah. even and he's even it looks like he's tried teaching that or tried passing that on to shin right. but she hasn't had you know being that she's so young it, it doesn't really come off all that well mm-hmm. um but yeah for balin he does seem like he is the type of person who you know, you did something for me, I'm going to do something for you in return. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean like he he's a like he has the force he has it like he could have just killed her like like he could have just pulled the thing out of her hand you know what i mean like there's so many yeah, things yeah. that he could have done but he didn't do that he said hey give this to me and we'll make a deal like why maybe then, he sees her as some sort of bait possibly for yeah, ezra there you go that's interesting uh yeah like, so have I'm, you met my apprentice mm-hmm. you you guys would make a great couple <laughs> yeah like oh, that would be go, a yeah. great way to lure to lure and that's the mm-hmm. thing about jedi right that's the thing that you know for obi-wan and for all these other characters all you have to do is put someone in danger and they come out right. it's like, they cannot and help not, oh, God, it what's his name yes must do the thing that they always do trying to help yeah, people exactly. <laughs> The Jedi are so lame. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I I can see that being maybe, I mean, he was honorable in that moment, but it could also be interpreted as um, he's possibly using her to to get to Ezra. That's an excellent point. Uh, Yeah. I, so this is the part where like the family got really split. Like Liz was yelling at the TV, like, what are you doing? Mom was not yelling. What do you think? What do you think? Oh, um. Do you agree with Sabine? Because I feel like that's what I would do. I would do I, what Sabine's doing. I understand her, but at the same time, like, in my head, I would have been like, <sighs> Ahsoka would have wanted me to shoot it. Mom would have wanted me to not do this. Mm-hmm. Fine. 
Ezra. I, I mean, as part of me wonders whether Ezra would have wanted her to do this. It'd be, mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so curious to see what the re, her, his reaction will be. I feel like Ezra is counting on her to find him, and that's just what she's yeah. doing. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. why I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm mixed. At, when it happened, I was like, oh, you suck. But also, I get it. <laughs> you don't suck, but, like, you suck right now. <laughs> like, so I'm not mad at her. I completely understand. Yeah. I, w- I don't even know. I'm, like, very indecisive, so mm-hmm. I don't even know what I would have done. Like, I would have been, like, fine, and or, like, throw it throw it in the ocean or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. I have no idea what no, I would have No, I'm, done. like, a thousand percent, like, not only do I understand it, I'm, like, that's what I would have done. That's, I think she's doing the wrong. I think Ahsoka was wrong. I think Ahsoka telling oh, yeah, her to destroy yeah. the thing. I think Ahsoka, like I said before, Ahsoka's making decisions out of fear and not, and Sabine is making decisions out of, like, like to protect her family, like to find to like save people, mm-hmm. like Ahsoka's not doing that. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I keep going back to Star Trek for this because there are instances when you know certain characters are put in situations mm-hmm. where you know they they want to protect a, a, a few, but then in doing right. that, they put greater a greater amount of people in harm's way. So there's this big famous quote from one of the you know iconic characters, Spock, where he says, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Ahsoka's approach was that, you know, this is yeah. more, we have to destroy it because we don't know what could come of it. This is a preemptive strike. We have to strike mm-hmm. because we well, there's not a 50% to do chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what got him <laughs> banished from the chips in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Funny right? you say yeah. that, so, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a 50% chance that Thrawn can come back and we'd yeah. be, you know, put, we'd, we'd be, ste- oh, I'm losing my, my words today. I got but you. we'd be going back several steps in, in doing that. Um, yeah. So I feel like Ahsoka was doing the the, the, the Jedi thing and, 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 and um, oh gosh, and Sabine was obviously doing <laughs> the very emotional thing. The, the whole, yeah. like, hit and, one person with the train or hit ten people with uh-huh. the train. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> like, the train. I the get that thing. a little bit yeah. too, but, like, I also feel that the Jedi were doing the wrong things during the Clone Wars. Like, those were the kind of decisions <laughs> they were making, but I feel like what they should have been is saving and protecting the people. Like, uh-huh. and I feel like bringing a Jedi back is a stronger gain for the galaxy than not. Again, and then, like you said, a Jedi that got also, rid of Thrawn. But yeah, and then, in the yeah. first place. Oh, oh no, like we're, one, they're gonna bring Thrawn back. It's dangerous. And the kid who beat him. Yeah, the one that you know, has insane is, plans. And this also reminds me of you know those those uh, non-answers questions, <laughs> uh, the non-answer responses from Dave whenever he was yeah, asked yeah. about the Force. And it reminds me of one of the things he said about, you know, selfless versus selfish. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can interpret Sabine's actions as being selfless because she is wanting right. to For personal get reasons. this Jedi uh, this Jedi into back to their galaxy so that he can con- continue contributing and being a good force for good uh, force for good mm-hmm. or you can interpret her actions as being very selfish because she wants this for herself she doesn't care about what happens to the rest of the galaxy yeah. so yeah you can interpret it two ways yeah, that's that's fair 
That's understandable. I still think she's doing the right thing. And I think just like Rose said, that's how we win by not by fighting what we hate, but saving what we love. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. You know. But yeah, I, but, I am so yeah. I was one of definitely one of those people who was just screaming at the screen. And when I yeah, when I say yeah. I am this episode has me <laughs> that is very, very accurate. Very and my mom will tell yeah. you she yeah. screams at the TV screen. <laughs> Yeah. When I when I write those tweets, I believe, so I believe. yeah, I I was yelling, I was screaming, I was <laughs> clapping, I was hitting, you know, slapping my thighs, slapping the edge of the couch. Um, so yeah, I, I get very animated while yes. watching Star Wars. That's believable. Uh, so yeah, that that scene really had oh. me on the edge. I, yeah, I love it, <laughs> and I still love it. I can't wait to see what's gonna happen, but I feel like, like every like, and then then the other thing too is because I'm like. The thing that makes Thrawn dangerous is like he's really good at fleet tactics. Like unless he has a fleet, like he's not a danger. Like <laughs> Oh, hold on. Hurry up. Uh if he's like if you if you if if you bring Thrawn back and you just like put some handcuffs on him, he's really not a threat. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? What makes him dangerous is the entire Imperial fleet. So if he gets with the Imperial guys with Paleon and starts getting control of them, then you're probably in trouble. But if you just bring right. him and Ezra back and he's in like handcuffs, there's not a whole lot he can do. Then again, they broke him off Gideon out of jail, so maybe they could break him out of Imperial jail. Uh, sorry, uh, New Republic jails? Not doing too good right now. No. And then, and that's where and that's where Hera is sort of right in her thought yeah. even though she can't really prove that there are forces out there or that there are people that they've so you know quote unquote converted into being new republic citizens who were previously imperials like mm -hmm. she knows that they're out there um and those are the people that we need to worry about because thrawn can potentially become a leader for those people right 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 and so yeah, yeah. I, it's just it's fascinating because you you, yeah. you see all these different things playing out and you you know that's where it's, it's headed possibly yeah. and definitely make them a formidable force i get that but like if sabine gets there and thrawn and ezra are like finally at last you have found us and ezra and sabine are like all right you ready let's kill everybody on this ship right quick and ezra's like throw whales at him and then boom done and then they're like, okay, yeah, let's go that's back. That's another now. thing. I remember, and I even posted a tweet of this when I, because I had to go back to what my what I had written to my friend. Because mm -hmm. two days after Rebels ended, I I posed her, I posed a, a question to her, and I said, "What would happen if a Jedi or Force sensitive character were to be in another galaxy, like put in another galaxy?" Do you think the force would still be an aspect of that galaxy? Mm -hmm. uh, would it be stronger? Would it be weaker? And and I and I, I remember posing that question to her with Ezra in mind because I was like, maybe okay. Ezra's in a different galaxy. And then I thought that was so far fetched that I was like, you know what? <laughs> That's not gonna happen. And then when we find out that that is the case, I remember nice. looking at you know my my my. I remember looking at my computer at my my friend who's on the other end and thinking, oh, my God, Dave and I had the same freaking thought about Ezra being in a different galaxy. 
like what are the chances but anyway i yeah just i'm I'm so curious to see what this other galaxy looks like yeah and whether the force acts differently whether it's the same um and so yeah then the reason i uh, you know went to this thought was because with the chimera having been there for 10 years like is it even in good is it even in good condition what have they been up to for 10 years um yeah i just i have all these questions regarding that other galaxy all the windows were busted out when we last saw it so yeah exactly (laughs) like it it must be rusted out as rusty as Marek was you know it it looks like it's been crashed on jakku for a few years you know but uh but i mean i would guess like even because i was trying to think i'm like okay the ship is all busted out they get there they get to wherever they're getting like maybe they crash into a planet or something who knows but I mean, it's got hangars full of Tie Fighters and shuttles, and like, there's probably way there's equipment, there's food ration, there's like, they could probably just survive. Like Ezra and Thrawn could probably just survive on the Star Destroyer for years before even looking out a busted window to see what's going on out there. Right. You know what I mean? And then whatever, what I don't remember whether this is. I think this is something from the novels where there's like some sort of external force that Thrawn was worried about. I yeah. forget what it was exactly. So in the Thrawn books, it seems like a lot of his ulterior motives are protecting his own people, the Chiss, the Chiss ascendancy. Mm. And there's like mm-hmm. this threat that's emerging that he's like, like they're never really like fleshed out, but they're like, everything sort of leads back to them. And there's these creatures called the, the Grisks. And it's almost like they're using other, people you know nations worlds armies to fight for them and like they're like they they sort of like assimilate other people to oh my god it's the borg from star trek <laughs> like less like that but like the yeah the the effect is the same right but right. it's more like that they take advantage of whatever the other people want and then they use them to fight the battles for them. and like so they're fighting all these people and they keep getting all these other what well, we never had problem with these people in 40 generations and then it turns out that they had made a deal behind their back with the grisks because they were trying to take control of something you know like they're playing all these other people off each other and that they're also like taking the best of all of their tactics and technologies and sort of like making that part of whatever they are so like the more people that they use, the bigger threat they become. Right, right. And so his idea is to come to the Empire, which is like the biggest war machine ever, and sort of get it and learn it and take advantage of it and use it to extinguish that other threat, which coincidentally will also save his people over there. Mm-hmm. Like, Do you think that's remotely where they're headed, or is this something completely different? I don't know, because um, it's like yeah. it's like he plays a long game, but then I also feel like with the more he's with the Empire, he sort of just ends up, I don't want to say serving power, but he's like, his thing is always like, well, I need to like utilize the power and make sure that I have that. Like he goes with where the power is and he makes sure to maximize the power. So it's like at the time, the Empire is the power. So when he comes back here, in theory, he can make that power a power again. You know what I mean? Like he can, I see. he can bring yeah. the, these pieces, this shattered fleet, these shattered people and make them a threat and like take the power back, which mm. I don't know if it's still to help his people anymore. It might be, but 
Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, yeah. Whether that's still his motivation. Because it could yeah. be. But it really, like, he will still do what must be done to, to take that power. Or to, like, build that power. Mm-hmm. I, I think. At least that's my interpretation of where I think it is. But I don't know if it has anything to do with Grisks. I don't know if they're in that other galaxy. Like, I kind of always thought maybe he was in the unknown regions. And then, but then if they're not known, how do you know they're not other galaxies? Who knows? (laughs) You know, like beyond the bounds of wild space, maybe, maybe that's where they, he was from the whole time. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like they could sort of pull anything off. The only thing they've ever done extra galactic is the Yuzhan Vong back in the legend Yuzhan days. Yuzhan Vong, yeah. Which were these people that existed without any type of force. So they were like immune to the force because you couldn't like mind trick them because like there's no force in them. You could only throw things at them and they were really good warriors. But you couldn't uh, like yes. use the force against them in any way because like they don't have force. And like everything right. about them is alive. Their weapons are like snakes that stand up really straight. And their ships are giant creatures that they like get inside. You can't. No, I don't stand up straight. No. Well, you would be a crooked stick. (laughs) (laughs) You would be like, this is my hook. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that could possibly be because they had concept art for that in the Clone Wars. That's true. They never got around to being made into an actual arc. Um, so yeah, that would be fascinating. I mean, I'm up for anything. Yeah. Whatever it is that they're planning, I'm open to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they've been pulling a lot of stuff. They keep saying heir to the Empire over and over, so we'll just see, I guess. But, you know, <laughs> like, they do pull a lot of stuff from Legends. I'm curious to see how they would make it work. Because I feel like it was an interesting story in Legends, but I also feel like it was a little weird. Didn't quite fit with a lot of the themes of Star Wars and like there were some very interesting and beautiful stories and characters that came out of that but like all in all i felt like it would missed a lot of the themes that made star wars star wars because i think even like the pitch idea at the time was like what what kind of like real threat could we make that could like beat up jedi and they were like what about these guys that are immune to the force and they can't even get hacked by r2 because everything is living can't even hack (laughs) these ships they're just giant creatures you know, I don't know. Like, I, obviously, I wasn't at the pitch meeting. <laughs> clearly, clearly. But uh, and then, yeah, uh, the final oh, I'm so thing. sorry. I just remembered. I, I just remembered that the very end of this episode ends yep. with Anakin. Mm-hmm. A little smooth, <laughs> little smooth face Anakin that. right there. <laughs> so what's your interpretation yeah. of this? I think, you know, and some people were like, well, he doesn't have his scar. So this could be a completely different Anakin, some sort of, you know, negative force or whatever, uh, or negative entity, I should say. I think it is Anakin, um, Mm -hmm. mainly because when Kanan was about to die, his vision was brought back. It's like all the physical things that were holding you back were disappearing because he was now being, now he was transitioning into something, into the cosmic force. So I feel like now that Anakin is part of well, i mean he's been part of the cosmic force for years now mm-hmm. but with him being in that space now he doesn't have the things that 
um, afflicted him. That scar, all the things that made him Vader. So I think that's mm-hmm. why he looks so pristine. <laughs> um, right. So that's my thinking. Um, but I think that's really him. Yeah, I think like because everybody's like, well, she's in the world between worlds and like all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't think that's what's happening. I think she's unconscious and having a vision. I think she's having oh, like really? a nice little you know? re- near. I don't think she's in like the world between worlds. I think this is definitely some sort of nexus or what they call it, a reflex point for the star map. But I don't think like the world between worlds was accessed specifically by a temple that Ezra blew up with his At fists. That we know of. That, that we I know mean, of. You that's have true. to be open to it, that's the possibility true. It does that there are connect other ways. to other places. But the yeah, emperor wanted him to open a... that one. Right, because the Ezra like, was in the oh, world between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ezra so, was in the world yeah. between worlds in season one when he got his, when he met with Yoda, or season two when right. he met with Yoda, and season they one say when he got his crystal. All of the like temples, like they all connect to it, but like that temple specifically was like how you accessed it. So like it's all this mm-hmm. like liminal force space that exists in like, a, like on the force plane or whatever. So I think mm. she's having a vision. Like, I think the visions where she's connecting is have is that happening there. Like, I think she's communicating with him in this space. But she's, like, not physically there. She's not. I don't. Yeah, I don't think she's physically there. No, no, no. I think her mind, her consciousness or whatever yeah. it is that's manifesting is, is transported there. Um, yeah. And I do think she's, she is physically. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> I totally agree. that. Oh, I think she's in the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, do you? Okay, I think she's down it. under the water or washed up on the beach, unconscious, um, and she's connecting in the force. You, sure, her you spirit is getting a pep talk. Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This also reminds me of, and I'm sorry to you know reference a pro, uh, what is a now you know a problem problematic uh, piece of art or a work of art, I should say. Or mm-hmm. I'm trying for I, I don't remember what phrase i'm trying to reference here mm-hmm. but um harry potter in okay. harry potter when uh i think it was in the final movie when uh ezra ezra when harry is killed <laughs> uh you know or you know yeah, killed yeah. by voldemort he enters the nine the platform nine and three quarters and he sees dumbledore and so he his mind is transported somewhere and yeah. his bo- body is physically on the forest floor yeah and so you know he's talking to dumbledore and you know he says he asks him is this is any of this real and and dumbledore says of course none of this is real but just <laughs> because it's not real doesn't mean that um that i forget the exact quote but it you know you believe mm-hmm. that it is so yeah. that's yeah. so that's what makes it real essentially so yeah that's essentially what's happening to yeah. ahsoka I that's think. what i think her, her mind state of mind is somewhere else yeah. i think she's connecting with her master i think he is reaching out to her to help her in her time of need uh <laughs> i don't think she's dying i think she just got beat up a little bit and she's gonna cough up a little bit of ocean water and be just okay she's gonna ride a pergola out of the water and be just fine uh <laughs> i i don't know i think this is really cool i can't wait to see what happens next week me too. But, Do you think we're gonna see Ezra next week? Because you might actually hear my scream all like, the way from all the way, North yeah. Carolina. I think it'll be <laughs> it'll be great. I, I think we I feel like we should. Like next week they're showing episodes in theaters. Uh it's the next episode is directed by Filoni. 
So I feel yeah. like this is the one where stuff is, you know, I, th- I feel like we're going to get the reveal of Thrawn and Ezra and like a nice little speech from Anakin or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So. Dave will hear from my lawyers if they're like, well, mm-hmm. uh, like Thrawn is here, but, mm-hmm. you know, Thrawn's like, well, right. he passed. He ate Ezra like five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, no, <laughs> it would be so cool if we were to see their perspective through whatever it is that her mind is experiencing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how that would work. But I would love to see something related to those two characters, either in the next episode or the following episode, sort Mm -hmm. of like a 10 years earlier sort of a thing. (laughs) Oh, I would be upset. (laughs) You would? Yeah. I would be upset because I would be like, because I want so badly to see what happens next. And if we went backwards all of a sudden, I would be like, oh. On rewatches, I would appreciate it more. But at the time where I'm waiting a week and then I have to wait another week, I would be upset. Um, so by the time these episodes are released, I would feel better about it. No, but yeah, no, that would actually work best as a book, as a novel. I would mm-hmm. like to read that, yeah. those two perspectives in a novel. But yeah, I, I can't wait to see what happens next. I, It's going to be whatever it is, it's going to, stuff is going to hit the fan. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be I don't know. It's uh, so far this show is like doing it for me. I really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the story. I really like oh, Sabine thanks. a lot, and I'm very very happy to see her grow. Um, and I can't wait to see what's become of my little Ezra boy. I know. I can't uh, wait. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Look, Anakin Skywalker's cool and everything, but like he's been he's had like six movies to himself, and I want to see Ezra. Yeah. Let me see my Ezra. Yeah, I want to see Ezra. I'm very happy that Ahsoka gets to connect to her master. She's going to have a good week, maybe, when she's done coming up water. Please let me see my space son. Yes, I want to know that he's been hydrating and taking care of himself. I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see like my space blueberry boy come back all yes. grown up. Do you guys have a title in mind? Ooh. Ooh. Blueberry. Oh, that's a great question. I mean, the name of one of my favorite Star Wars Rebels pieces of music is called Journey Through the Star Cluster. That would be a cool... That's a rock one. No, that's the one where, like, they go, like, to Zeb's house. Like, do do nee do 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 Yeah, just like that. I will accept Rebels song names. I mean, I'm just trying to, like, I would think of something that, like, evokes a picture. Like, this is, we're going beyond, like, we're journeying, we're going to save somebody. So, saving Ezra Bridger would be a great title. It might be, you know, knowing Dave, it's probably the name of a Lord of the Rings chapter. Like, because this is very Gandalf for Ahsoka. She, Gandalf fell... Uh, from you know, from the fighting the Balrog, and now mm-hmm. he is going. He went through his own journey to become, you know, Gandalf the White. So right. I feel like this is Ahsoka's journey and and that interpretation um, done for Ahsoka. And so whatever chapter that's called in the Lord of the Rings, which I I, I haven't read in forever, mm-hmm. um, that's that's probably the title, but. <laughs> I, I, I might be yeah. wrong. I never read it, but let's go with Return of the King because Ezra's coming back. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. Call the show Star Wars: Return of the King. There's my boy. That's so funny. And then other people are going to be like, "Um, actually, it's about Thrawn." No, it's not. 
<laughs> it is referencing my dear son. <laughs> uh, okay. Everybody done? Everybody good? Everybody Everybody let said her, any last pieces, out. any last words. What do you have an idea for for an episode for oh. a show what the show would be called? What you would call it? Uh Saving yeah. Private Ezra? <laughs> Um, no, not really. I mean, a silly one would just be Blueberry, but <laughs> Little Blueberry Boy. Um, Return of the Blueberry. Which one? We don't know. <laughs> Thrawn walks up and they're like, we've come to save you. And he like, like Ezra's wearing his face. What? <laughs> what? He's like, at last. Oh, no. I knew you. I knew I could count on you, Sabine. <laughs> okay. Everybody else is like, ah. <laughs> yeah, he's all like. You know, like he's ripped, he's buff. Right. And... He's like Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> wearing a Thrawn costume. Okay. Um, no, I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> that is a podcast. Where, wait, where can we find you, Jonah? Oh, yeah. It's called The Bridge of Khazad Doom. I don't think that's what the episode would be called, but it could be called The Bridge of Something. Wait. I got it. The Bridger of Kazakh Doom. Oh. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, I'm so sorry. What was the question before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, where can we find you? Oh, yes. So you can find me hopefully a little bit more awake than what I am right now and a little bit, you know, we apologize. Guess, you know as it make more sense. We have put Jonah up past your um, bedtime. <laughs> um, with my handle at Ola Jonah. And so you can also find me on Instagram with that same handle. And yeah, I hopefully will make more sense on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> than what I've been making in this entire well, episode. Well, maybe less sense. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true too. True too. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you can check us out at theroguerebels.com and we are at the Rogue Rebels everywhere except on Twitter where we are at Rogue Rebels Man. Go rate the podcast, do things, enjoy your life, and enjoy the season.